Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I have the privilege of having Sean Finder, the CEO of AutoClose. Sean, you're helping salespeople and companies close more business. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Umar. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and I can't wait to, to talk to you about uh, sales and how to fill the top of your sales funnel. You know what's going to intrigues me is that uh, uh, 2500 BC, there's a dude selling camels, and there's another dude across the, uh, uh, the walkway that's selling camels too, and one guy's killing it, and the other guy's struggling. There had to be people going, how does Ahmed do that? So sales has to be you know, a, a really ancient craft, but I can't find any sales training manuals older than like the uh, late 1800s. That's so funny. Yeah. You know, salespeople, um, there's there's different ways that salespeople sell. And I think there's a big difference between why somebody's really good at selling and also, I guess, why someone's, you know, doesn't get the same results. And especially in, 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 for SDRs and, and sales reps, I think it comes down to follow-ups and persistence, to be honest with you. And I think that, uh, so just for people listening, SDRs are? Sales development representatives. Right. So biz dev guys. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, that persistent piece is the thing that separates great salespeople from, uh, people that, uh, don't do as well. And I think that's the magic sauce. And, uh, you guys are doing some pretty interesting stuff with auto clothes. Uh, tell me about that. Cause that helps kind of bridge that gap a little bit, right? With technology. Exactly. So what we found, and I don't like to say the word, but you know, salespeople sometimes are a little bit lazy and, you know, they try and follow up one to two times with a prospect and they just give up and think, oh, that prospect's no longer interested. Or I called them once, I left a voicemail, he never replied. But the bottom line is nowadays, everyone is so busy. So that follow-ups and the number of follow-ups is what's going to is going to differentiate how, how you hit your quota or if you don't hit your quota. So what we do is um, AutoClose allows you to automate those follow-ups. You can schedule, say, six, eight, 10 follow-ups over 45 days. And then what you get to do is, um, basically automate everything so that, you know, within the one click of the button, you could automate your outreach to all those salespeople or all those VP operations with one click. So, uh, that makes sense. Let's go back a little bit, uh, uh, for salespeople, they're trying to get a hold of an account and do that. And they desperately want that account, but after one or two tries, they give up. And I think part of them is disappointed and part of them is kind of relieved that, oh my God, whew, that was a close one. Uh, kind of your thoughts on that statement. Yeah. So I think people, you know, they, they give up because they just don't believe that prospect interest. But the honest truth is everyone's very busy. Umar, you're, you're busy. I'm busy. Everyone's very busy. And when you get that first email, especially when it's a cold email, you know, people are going to be hesitant to reply. But when you send those four to six emails in the same thread and that person, sometimes you'll even get a reply saying, you know what, I'm not interested, but thanks for your persistence. So I think the, the, key, the key is being persistent and, and not trying to be so salesy, but try and talk about that prospect's challenges and, and what value you can bring to try and really bridge that gap and then get them on the call. Because the, you're not going to be able to you know, sell on the email, but you want to get them on that 15-minute, 20-minute call to make your pitch. 
Absolutely. And so why don't we start off right at the beginning with uh, just targeting. Tell me where salespeople have challenges targeting, not so much with your solution, because we're going to talk about that a little later on, but just general sales. Uh, sometimes I find that salespeople aren't going after the right target. Uh, your thoughts on oh, that? I, I, I cannot. And actually, that's something we did internally. We had a meeting in our boardroom about three weeks ago. And the key is people don't know what who their buyer's persona are. Now, when you're selling a product or service, every person you sell to, your message has to be different. If you're sending an email, you should know if you're sending it to an introvert versus an extrovert. It could be an IT person versus a salesperson. But one of the things that we found was, you know, CEOs, for example, have different interests or challenges than a sales manager or a sales development representative. So you have to make sure that when you're targeting those CEOs where they care about making more money or where you're talking to a national sales manager that might be trying to have their regional sales managers hit quotas. So make sure you map out your buyer's persona and send, and spend like time on it because once you can nail down your buyer's persona, you will know who your prospect is that's actually buying your product or service. Absolutely. And I think uh, for some uh, salespeople, that's a, a difficult thing to do. But if they invest the time in that, they're going to maximize their time when they're actually going after these prospects. Yeah, it's it, funny enough, you know, we sat in the boardroom and one of my sales reps, like before we did, is like, you know, we're spending seven hours in the boardroom discussing our buyer's persona where I can be on the calls, like making money. But at the end of the day, after we did the exercise, they said, you know what? He had a whole new vision of when he talks to somebody, emails somebody of what that person's challenges are, what are their pain points, and his sales actually increased the next month because now when he's on that call with a CEO, he's not talking about booking more demos. He's talking about how I'm going to bring you more money. So I'm making sure that you spend that time at the forefront. Um, I think it's very important if you really want to you know, um, expedite some of the sales that you're currently working on. So whether you're in business or uh, romance, you have to be relevant to your audience. If you're not relevant to your audience, uh, things aren't going to go anywhere uh, anytime soon. And so I think doing that targeting uh, forces you to have that relevance for your different segments. Yeah, Hunter, you know, if you talk about romance, it would be like, you know, if you're on a date with a girl and she only enjoys football, but how he hates baseball and you're talking about baseball the entire time, she's probably not going to be into the conversation. So you want to definitely know that audience, know what's going to what's going to make them excited and what they can actually communicate with you and talk to you about. One of the things I hear from salespeople is, Umar, if I can just get that conversation with the prospect, my hit ratio is really awesome, but I can't get people to have that conversation. And I think there's an epidemic of that. And that's what AutoClose does. When you walk me through uh, what made you uh, uh, develop the software and then how, what are the steps of people actually, uh, what steps do they use to start actually uh, using AutoClose to have those conversations? Yeah. So, um, well, originally what we did, we had a data company called Exchange Leads. And what we had is we had a lot of people that were using the data. They loved the data, but they'd come to me and say, Sean, you're providing me the data, but I don't know where to email the people you're giving me the data for. So what we said was, okay, well, we want to build an all-in-one platform, which I think one of the, the new things with all sales leaders right now, Umar, is consolidation. Everyone wants to consolidate the different CRMs, marketing, sales, you know, f- uh, dialing, all those t- tools in one. So we built AutoClose. Um, to solve that problem, to have the all-in-one solution that you can actually go in, you can automate those campaigns, but you can also go into our into our software and target people 
by your buyer's persona. Therefore, if your buyer's persona is a VP of sales in the manufacturing industry between you know 10 to 100, that's your sweet spot, you can do all that targeting inside the platform. And we found that a lot of people got really high and great results by and, and higher click rate by really identifying using our database who the person is. And now, you know, one thing I'll add to that is you might want to look at your existing client list and build a buyer's persona around that client list because if you have a lot of clients that might be from you know, Toronto, Canada that are CMOs, well, you might want to go after more CMOs in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, kind of makes common sense. So once people kind of get that persona, get the targeting right, they can go into your software and basically I want to look for these people and it's going to generate a list of, let's say, let's say 1,000 people. From that, what's the next step? So the next step is to build your four-step campaign. So one is you just create the campaign on the days of the week you want to send the email. Um, if you're reaching out to a C-level person, this is my tip I always say is do not d- exclude Saturdays and Sundays because C-level people reply more on a Saturday or Sunday than Monday to Friday. So that's one thing I would say. So you create your campaign. And the second step would be um, you choose who you want to email. And then the third step is where you build out your cadence. Now, you, that is where you, know, you can have a whole conversation on subject line and body paragraph, but you want to build out that sequence of is it a cold prospect that might be five to seven emails? Or, or sorry, cold prospect six to eight emails, or as a warmer prospect might be three to five emails, but you want to do that and then just press start. And then you can track all your opens, clicks, replies all inside the platform. And let's say you had somebody using your platform and after two months, they come back to you and say, okay, things are going okay. Uh, They could could be going better. How do you diagnose the problem? Because you have data at that point, right? You know what the emails are, what the cadence is, who the target is. And I'm sure you can go in and tweak some things to make the response rate better. Have you done that for a client? And if so, can you walk us through one of those uh, experiences? It's something we actually have been doing a lot of lately. It's it's funny enough, we built the software, we have the software, and we're trying to figure out um, the, the salespeople that are writing content they're not, the, the content can be a lot better. Like a few examples that we found is I had, I had a client reach out to me and said, Sean, I'm really upset. We have a 0% click rate. And when we analyzed the template he was using, there was actually nothing on the email to click. So if you have nothing to click, you're going to have a bad click rate, but you might have a better reply rate. <clears throat> One other thing we saw was a lot of people talk about themselves. When you're writing out an email to somebody and a prospect, they already know your name and your email by your, and your company by your email. So you want to make sure that first line's not, you know, hi, I'm Sean Finder, CEO of AutoClose, and I'm reaching out to you because. They, they already know I'm Sean Finder. They already know I'm the CEO of AutoClose. So you want to make sure that first line is the challenge. Um, and that's one thing that we've, we've been finding a lot of our clients are doing. They're trying to introduce themselves, but don't introduce yourself. Go into what the challenges are. Go into a pain point that client will be fe- um, feeling, and then they'll actually be more likely to read your whole email and actually engage with you. So two things there. Number one, be relevant. And number two, uh, if you don't capture them with the subject line, no one's going to open your email. And if they open your email, if the first line does not continue that romance with them, they're not going to read the paragraph or the rest of it. So it's a constant challenge to uh, the end of your first paragraph should be setting the person up to say, oh my God, I can't wait till I get to the second paragraph, which takes a lot of work to do. It's not easy, but I think well worth the effort doing, especially with your system, because once you figure out the process and all the emails, then you can sit back and just watch the appointments come in. And if you don't, then you're going to be uh, struggling for a long time. Exactly. And one thing I'll say about 
other thing about when we're talking about subject line is, um, and and your first line of your email is nowadays seventy two percent of people are actually opening their emails on their phones. So if people are opening emails on their phones, how much of that email are they actually going to be able to see once they click on that email? They actually only see the first three words of your subject line and the first seven words of your email. So you want to make sure those three and seven words are the most important words of your entire email because you can't get them to open on those three or those seven. They're not even going to open it. So you want to make sure that you talk about those challenges in seven words and you keep your subject lines to three, four words. Absolutely. It, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, if you're a magician, it takes a long time to, to make something look like trickery, trickery look like magic. And the same thing is true here. If you want to get magical results, you need to put in the time and the dedication to take all that into account. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone says practice makes perfect, but the cool thing about emails is, you know, and we are actually implementing in two weeks is like an AB testing thing. You know, it's always, you should never stop testing your subject lines or body paragraphs because you will always find if you practice and do different ones, you will, um, you will always find other ones that work. So even though you might have a 60% open rate, try another subject line, you might get a 70. So always continue to test and always continue to adjust. Sean, can I share with you the subject line that gets a 100% open? Yes. I know where your children go to school. You might get a call from the RCMP if you do that, but it will get opened. <laughs> you know what? What funny you say that. One of my best, I'm going to tell you a quick story. One of my best cold calls ever was I called the CEO of a company I was trying, a big, big, huge company where they have, you know, the administrator in the front, they have to get by. And I called them up. They answered the phone. I go, hi, it's Sean Finder. Or no, I said, hi, it's, um, it's the CRA calling in Canada, Canadian Revenue Agency. It's a CRA calling. I need to speak to X, Y, and Z, the CEO. And the CEO came on the phone and said, you know what? I'm not the CRA, but this is the only way to get five minutes of your, call, of, your, of your time. Can I just pitch you something real quick? And he actually appreciated my way of getting a hold of him by pretending the CRA. Right. And it actually got me the five minutes. And if I didn't do that, I would never have got by the gatekeeper. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes bravery and uh, to sometimes get stuff done. No, oh, exactly. So, Sean, you've been selling for a while and you're the CEO of the company. And uh, even you have challenges. Uh, can you share like one of your challenges and it could have been a leadership challenge, getting your people together, or it could have been a sales challenge to really get the, the messaging, right? Share one of those. So, you know, people that are out there, mere mortals can go, okay, doesn't matter how far you go in terms of accomplishment, there's always challenges there. Yeah. So I think in, in sales, especially, I, I would say when, more when hiring sales, there's always different challenges. So I look at it like this, you know, when you're hiring a salesperson and we've had issues, we're hiring a few right now is. You can hire somebody that's really, um, really experienced, for example. When you hire somebody really experienced, they don't want to try th new things. So, you know, things that worked 15 years ago in sales, you know, the cold calling, the emailing, et cetera. Nowadays, it's all about, you know, social selling and, and implementing things on CRM. And, you know, I had one sales guy said, do you want me to be like a full-time CRM inputter? But nowadays, you need to use a CRM. You can't be using, well, you could be, but you shouldn't be using, you know, your Excel spreadsheet to mark down everything. So getting experienced people to try new things and then trying to get inexperienced people to, um, to get accustomed and trained on the new tools, it takes a lot of time. So I think it's a catch-22 you know, to try and find somebody also with motivation. So I, I, we've had a lot of challenges finding really good salespeople. Um, we're currently interviewing right now, and, and we're seeing 
the same sort of, you can find juniors that don't have the experience, but are willing to learn, or you have the experienced people that don't want to learn. I had this uh, woman that I know here in Baltimore. She was telling me a story about when she first started working for this uh, architect. And her job was to call CEOs and tell them about the firm and get appointments. And when she started, she was calling and landing appointments and people around her were saying, uh, CEOs are too busy. They don't want to talk to you. And all that negativity from a coworkers about how impossible it is to do. She said, after two months, I couldn't pick up the phone and do it. But when I was young and stupid and didn't know any better, I could actually just land appointments really consistently. And it says a lot about mindset. If you've got the right mindset, you can do amazing things and don't let other people dissuade you from excellence. So if people want to get a hold of me, um, the best way to get a hold of me would be um, by email, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at autoclose.com. Um, you can also add me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, always doing um, posting stuff, posting blogs, posting videos, posting engaging content. Um, you can come to our website and check out autoclose at www.autoclose.com. Um, but yeah, feel free to let me know if you have any sales questions or there's any challenges your company might be facing and I can lead you in the right direction. Thanks so much, Umar, for having me on the show today. Um, I really appreciate it. And I hope I provided some value uh, to the audience. You definitely did, uh, Sean. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. 